Can I confess something? I'm in love with Rue. I'm James. That's hideous. I ain't got time for fives. This is All Star Five, and I'm Keen. And it's episode two, the girl group challenge, and we're here to see that pod, and we're here to talk about it. We are. We're here to to to, to deep dive into the the buffoonery and shenanigans. Yes. <laughs> of anything <laughs> that RuPaul creates, and we have the yeah. wonderful Paul Ryder on the show today, uh, which we had him on before when we talked about uh, Drag Race UK. We got a good old into the nitty gritty with him, and he made some good notes and had some great things to say absolutely absolutely he was a, a golden egg in a wonderful nest <laughs> we're the nest <laughs> so we won't uh, keep you from it any longer welcome paul to the podcast Right, well, Paul, thank you for coming back onto the show. You get, we have a full episode to chat with you this time. I think last time we were kind of just... We literally just, we did, we just shoot the breeze the last time. We just had a little bit of a, a bit of yeah. a giggle and a gals <laughs> chat the last time. So it's nice to get really fully in. Exactly. How have you been enjoying All Stars so far? Uh, loving it. I think, and I was, with the first episode, you kind of go, okay, is it going to be good the whole way through? Or are they really giving you the goods in the first episode? And I think after episode two, I think we're really in for a really good season. And I think the biggest change here is the rules change. I think that has completely shook everything up for not only the queens, but for the viewers at home who are watching, because now you don't know how it's going to be edited and we don't know what's going to happen each week because... I think everyone's still learning the process themselves. So it's been a really, really kind of like a good, refreshing change and something that you're excited to watch every week. I I completely agree with that. And I I do think as well um, that season 12 had such like a congenial air to it. Everyone got on, everyone loved each other. And it was great. And we all loved that season. But it's nice to have some like drama going on. (laughs) Literally... I it's I have it I have it here. It's like steps everything up for the drama, and that's completely what it was. It's yeah. it, it's make it's building us up mm. each week, and I think that they're li- leaving us with a little bit of a storyline for the week following. Yes, at the end, towards the end of each episode, which is kind of keeps us keeps us on our toes. Yeah. Cause I think we needed that with Drag Race. We needed something, a little bit of a, a little bit of a push. When everyone's voting. Obviously, it ends up being a more fair result, arguably, but also it means more people have an option to kick off with drama. Like, for example, you know, Juju B voted for Mayhem yesterday and Mayhem did not take that well. And she really didn't take it well. And it wasn't it wasn't a thing of, oh, 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 okay, I'll remember that. And then we'll talk about it in the confessional afterwards. She was like, I'm going to discuss this right here, right now. She was genuinely, you could see it. She was genuinely (laughs) shocked and annoyed that Juju B had voted for her and couldn't couldn't kind of grasp around. And I think that Mayhem is... From what they're editing and what we're seeing, they're, she's really kind of playing a dangerous game with the with the, the A word alliance yes. and the talk of an alliance mm. because that can get you into a lot of trouble if you're not going to stick by said alliance. Exactly. So I think that mayhem is not a, mayhem's drama isn't over just yet with 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 what's going to happen yeah. with the with the votes. I, I I do think as well. Like I I don't understand the impulse of the people to reveal who they voted for. If you don't, I would have like BB Zahara Benaid my way through that entire competition. I would not have been telling anyone <laughs> whose lipstick I had put into any boxes <laughs> unless I had to reveal it on the main stage. Because I just think it, it like it, it puts you in a position where you're you're going to make an enemy e- even if like. There was no need for that. It's the same then when we get to Cracker with the Angina thing. It's like, why say that? Like, why create that drama? 
for yourself to have to deal with and live with. Yeah, that was such a weird choice. So weird. And it was so weird for her to say it and then try to defend herself. You know, Cracker got the villain edit. I've been reading tweets this morning since I watched the episode. And she really did, she really is going to get the villain edit this year, which is so strange because she comes across as so sweet and so, so kind-natured and stuff like that. But people say that about her, I think, because of what she did at the table to Angina. She literally threw her under a bus, in it, it, per se, and then kind of then plays the innocent to go, oh, I don't know why people don't like me. Because you just said you wanted to white out somebody else and put her name on the <laughs> lipstick. Like... It's as clear as day, sis. Yeah. So I, I, but but I think that's that's this is only the the peak of that cracker drama. I think that's gonna that's gonna really kick us off in the next kind of in the next couple yeah. weeks and even next week. Yeah, I think so. I think Cracker is going to be, and I feel really sorry because I I love Miss Cracker. Review to you is hilarious. All of her videos, she does. She is so funny and so charming. But then it's just obvious that she's she was so in her own head on her season and maybe kind of a bit more backgroundy because she was so concerned with what was. Like we're trying to Going do really on. well Whereas in this season She's come in like Laser focused on winning And kind of like Laser focused on like I'm going to say what's on my mind I'm going to speak my mind I'm going to be present In the competition And I, I just don't like You're it, it's, it's a pity if, if she ends up Coming off poorly As a result of that Because I think she has everything at, Like to To get to the To the top three Definitely With her she's saying Like the words arrogant Was thrown around And the word you know Difficult and stuff like that I just think that Cracker Is a bit of a control freak And she wants to control Every aspect of What happens in the Cracker universe yeah. Um, mm. So and that can that can be misconstrued for arrogance, and then we don't know what's going to go on behind the scenes and what you kind of know through other gigs and other jobs. So it could be to do with that. But I really feel she was like, "Hey pigeons, have you met my pussy?" And then just threw that <laughs> threw that in there to the table. And it was even worse because she was wrapped up in this big pink like faux fur and was just like, "Ha ha, throw." Yeah. It was a Cruella Deville moment. Like it really was. <laughs> Must not be weird for. A drag queen to be a control freak, though. That must be very commonplace. Uh, well, come here. As somebody who is the complete <laughs> control freak, and I will I will own this. I know Victoria, Regina, and Pixie will all tell you, girl, just shut, like, shut up and leave it alone for a minute because I, I just want to make sure everything looks the best and comes across the breast. So today with Cracker, I was like, I feel you, girl. I feel you. You make that happen. <laughs> But it, it's because that we are our own, as we've said before, we're our own, you know, choreographer, designer, dress, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, all this sort of stuff. So you do have your own creative control. So it's hard sometimes to work within a group yeah. when you're so on your own. Uh, so then next up is India gets to choose her two biggest competitions and those three will become the team captains. She chooses Shay and Blair. People are a bit confused by her choice of Blair. Um, who would you have chosen for your two biggest competitions? I definitely would have sh- chosen Shay, and the other one I was kind of torn. Blair is a really, really good competitor, mm. but for some reason, India Farah just comes into my mind because I, I don't know why. I think probably because she would have been. Yeah, I think I think Shay and in India would have been kind of my top two. Blair is there, like Blair is good, and I think she's keeping quiet and she's keeping a little bit kind of like under the radar for now, and she's ready to kind of explode. But I definitely like Shay. Shay is on the route to the win easily, so you know you you can't take that away from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just looking at Shay in this episode in that black jacket, and I was just absolutely mesmerized by her. She just has this absolute like aura of her, and it isn't just attractiveness. I mean, I think she's attractive, but it's beyond attractiveness. Yeah. It's this like godly 
presence she has out of drag in drag she's just like I couldn't I, feel worthy to be I, in a room with her I know and I think I've been going on about this but I think that it's even from like the confessionals to performances just everything that you're seeing even just the workroom stuff it's I believe it's a two horse race between Shay and Jujube and both of them have that presence both of them have that kind of charisma both of them have just that charm and I think that like in this episode Shay like I'd say Shay definitely was like ahead in my esti- in my estimation but I think that mm. like you can't count the two of those out so I think they they would be I think the the two sort of major threats in the competition to everyone else. I think when they released the when they released the lineup for All Stars 5 everyone was a bit like who's that and who's that and who's that but everyone you're right everybody does know Shay and does know Juju B and they like you say when they yeah. walk into a room it is that presence because they've honed their craft they know their shit they know exactly what they're doing and everybody else is just a little bit fallen behind from from what they yeah, have yeah i have to say actually as well it because on her season and i said this when we did our meet the queen thing i was not a fan of alexis mateo mm-hmm. in season three i i i never got the sort of the i never got the the, the obsession with her I, I like i just i found her a bit kind of caricature but in this season seeing her again i'm like i'm falling in love with her she is so funny so funny and just like <laughs> I, I don't know, just like, just it's so natural as well. Like, and she's got, in her dungarees, I was loving. 100%. And I think that over the years, you've had Vanjie there, and you know, you've had the all of her, all of her children kind of up and come over the years. And I've always yeah. wondered, like, how is she the drag mother? Because she just doesn't give off that vibe in her season, and she hasn't kind of through socials and through kind of what you've seen. And now I see it. Now you fully see the star potential of yeah. Alexis Mateo and go, she is another star. She's, I think she's just behind yeah. what we kind of talked about our top two there. and she's just behind that but yeah. I'm telling you she 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 knows what she's doing and she's she's honed her craft and she seems yeah. to be the, the queen of the talking head at the moment like with the really shady comments even last week with talking about Blair and she was like she will crack under pressure <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the t- she she is giving you what you want from the talking head she's the one you're going to wait to see what she's going to say and, and give you the, the, the buzzwords as you say yeah, absolutely. Mm, exactly. <laughs> uh, and even like she had a great line this week, which was, uh, that's hideous. I ain't get time for fives. This is All-Star 5. Like she, <laughs> for somebody who's English in their first language, she has a really good grasp of catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. No, she, knows, yeah. She, knows, she knows how to turn a phrase and she knows how to turn a look and she knows how to turn a party. <laughs> she can do it all. <laughs> <laughs> the, the main challenge this week is to write a verse for the I'm in Love track and they have to write it towards their celebrity crush. Um, are there many takeaways for you guys from the, the vocal and dance re- run-throughs? I think the first thing was was India talking about, was it her boyfriend that she wanted to... Yeah. Is it her boyfriend that she wanted to kind of name? Is he is he a celebrity? Am I missing something? I didn't Google I, it. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I don't believe he is. Um, I believe that they've appeared in videos together, but, um, you know... And it was, the, but it, was, it was that nice moment. It was that nice moment of, like, Alexis and Juju either side being like, girl, now, listen, no, we know no, you God. love your boyfriend and we love your boyfriend. The universe does not. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, like, it's like, but India, India is her own character and India would, yeah, no, I, I thought that was quite funny. And um, it, it, was, it was such a roundabout TV, TV way of saying, shut the fuck up and pick a celebrity, will you? Like, for God's sake. <laughs> I kind of felt it was like friends trying to coach a friend through a breakup or something like that. I mean, like, you know, India wouldn't go back yeah. there. Don't text him again, hon. <laughs> 
Um, I do think tr- through like the the dance choreography and the writing bits, they were kind of setting up the kind of core, I suppose, messages for the episode. With Blair's group, it was really about Cracker being in control and the frustration that Mayhem was feeling at kind of being told what to do, which is obviously going to go on into the competition. You had Anjina kind of really like feeling the like pressure from that thing where Cracker had said, oh, you know, you've, you, you, I would have, I would have sent you home. I would, I didn't think that either of them deserved to be in the bottom. Uh, and then with India, there was that sense of like, you need to believe in yourself more, which then I think, because I, I think when it got to the bottom three, I don't think she, I don't think deserved to be a bottom three. And I don't think she deserved to be in the bottom three. I, I, I was, but yeah, so I think that that sort of, that sort of narrative of like, you need to believe in yourself, India. I'm hoping she gets like a turnaround moment. Now. I think she will. And I think that she's still in her head because obviously she obviously has dealt with her own issues. And we kind of saw that last week. And there's, there's a bit of, a bit of a self-destruct moment over the last couple of years, which we've all had. Um, and I feel that I feel that her star quality is going to appear even more in the in the next couple of weeks. I think that that sit around and talk about things, the, the talking about the lyrics and stuff, it really kind of gave us an insight into everybody's different personality and kind of cutting back to Cracker. You could really see that kind of like, I'm always the star of my show and that's that. Because at one point she kind of looked away and said something to the camera that was kind of like an attention-seeking thing and not to the girl. So it was very kind of like, Oh, those control issues are kind of raising their little head there. Whereas everybody else seemed to have a have a good rapport in their discussion of what they were talking about, and everyone was kind of listening. That one, which kind of set it up for a bit of a failure from the get go, was there were three separate entities there having discussions. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see whether Cracker would have had the same ego if she hadn't been with the other two season ten queens, who she'd clearly already outperformed. If she had been with like Juju B and Shay, would she have been more modest or more kind of more, you know? Contemplative. I think the joys of next week now with, with the challenge we saw that was up and coming for next week, they'll be working with different people again and all crap could could break loose. And I was just going to say, yeah, that's a good point though because you forget like when you walk in there on your season, unless like you're someone say like Aquaria or someone who, who had like a big presence beforehand, most likely everyone's walking in, you know, to, to a level playing field. But with All-Stars particularly this one where there's such a, a mix of, of, of older and, and newer seasons, you do walk in, you, you're going to have to walk in there with a certain level of kind of like seeing people at different levels. So you're going to walk in and you're going to see someone like Shea Coulee and you're going to be like, oh, well, you're definitely top tier. And you're maybe going to see an India Farah or a Mariah and be like, well, actually, no, you know, you're more, you know, you're more sort of like, I'm, I'm above you in the power rankings of drag race. <laughs> and it'd be hard not to bring that into the the um into the workroom when you're actually working with these people you would always be thinking who was the first person to enter the the workroom and who was the second because obviously there's such a fandom out there and you know reddit reddit speaks all that they would have a thing where you know if you're first and second you're going to be good you're going to be a good queen that people are going to want to watch because they ain't going to put the good crap in first the bad crap in first so that would always be in my mind sitting in the workroom going well who enters first who enters last and who's yeah. just piggy in the middle? Do you know what I mean? That's from a, from a production side of things. That's what I would be be in my brain. I think about who would you have written about as your celebrity crush? Oh, I was thinking about this, and I actually, I always find it so hard to think about celebrity crushes. Weirdly, the one thing that always comes back to mind, and you're gonna call me disgusting and a pig, um, <laughs> Max Branning from EastEnders years ago. <laughs> uh, I mean, I saw him on Strictly, ex- like, but yeah, it was before yeah, Strictly. Yeah. Like, you don't know whether he's gonna kiss you or bait you and I think I'm <laughs> completely here for all of that and it was just that like he'd walk in a room in a suit for no reason and just be like sexy and I'd be like oh I want to be Mrs. Branning I want to be Tanya Branning mm. <laughs> 
or Stacy. Oof. Oh, um, all three. Put your hands together. <laughs> I was going to say, not because this is my number one person, but I think it would be a really good and fun person to write a verse about, but Barack Obama, because you have all that political and presidential vocab that you could use, like, you know, come take me by the caucus. I want you to be the leader of my free world. Like, there's just so much to work with. And he's attractive and he's a daddy and you could play with that. Oh, I'm sure you would, love. I'm sure you play play with all of that. (laughs) Just like Michelle, you'd be coming. Yeah. (laughs) God, I can. Ne- I never know, like who. I. I mean, I, I, on Instagram, I mainly follow like sort of, um, sort of models who who are like sort of walking abs. But um, I, my first crush actually was Will Young. Like he's the first person I remember like being properly like obsessed with. And I think that I I, I probably need to go back and and re-examine that to find my lyrics. That you're, you but, oh my god, because you like leave right now. There's so many things you could play with pop mm-hmm. stars, evergreen, all that's a, the stutter from Gareth Gates. There's so much there. There's so much there to play with. I had, I actually though, lo- looking at the different people that the that they had chosen, I hadn't heard of a couple of them. Uh, I had no idea who Daddy Yankee is. Hadn't a clue. Oh, Daddy Yankee is like the person who came up at reggaeton. He's a like a Puerto Rican singer. Joe Gasolina, better at home. Daddy yes. Gasolina. That's yeah. Daddy Yankee. Oh, okay. Oh. Did you Google or, that or did you know that before? No, I knew that. I knew. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We see you. Typing, <laughs> <laughs> typing. Type, type. uh, I didn't hear, I hadn't heard of John Stamos. John Stamos I what? did hear of. Yeah, John Stamos I did hear of. I rec- I, I kind of recognised him when I saw his photo, but I couldn't pinpoint him because he was only there for like two seconds. I always get him mixed up with Rob Lowe. The two of them okay. kind of in my mind. It's just sort of like ageless. Um, timeless. Uh, yeah. Timeless. Like, and it, it, it's it's of the same ilk as well. Like they're of the same yeah. kind of like genre. So it would have always, they would have been the ones fighting for the roles kind of situation in, in, in their yeah. time, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Agree with that. And um, Mr. Rogers, is he that like kids TV presenter? Who Tom uh, Hanks did a movie about yes. recently? That's it. Yeah, okay. he did. Yeah, that's who that was. Um, and he's like, like he wouldn't be someone that's that's well known here. I think he kind of like, yeah, he did like back in the fifties. Maybe he presented like children's TV hours and children's mm. TV specials. Maybe, but yeah. I appreciated Ruse, weirdly enough. Ed O'Neill. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Who obviously is Modern Family, but he, again, years ago in Modern Family, he did give that sort of, not Modern Family, um, Married with children. children. Married with Children. He did give that kind of like that, that cute daddy vibe, you know, that sort of way. So I kind of, when Ruse said it, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm here, I'm here for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would have liked to hear yeah. Michelle and Carson's actually now, just say it. Carson's, I can, I can imagine. I don't know. I can imagine. <laughs> Ma- Madison Beer would have been like, my celebrity crush is myself. Yeah, completely. <laughs> they, speak. Can we even discuss the fact that the, 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 the bookends of judges on either side? Because I did have to Google both. Like I was like, because Rue was like, the fabulous Tess Thompson. I was like, did, what does she get? The, what, what happens here? Who is she? Like, I actually don't know who she is. She's an actress, is she? she no, I actually really, I can't. This is going to be terrible because I'm gonna, I have no way of backing up. But I do really like her. And she is in Westworld. She's she's fab in Westworld. But I do feel like if you're going to give us those names, I'd love to know what they did because so many times these judges are not the the first kind of person you would think about in it from a film. So I want to yeah. know, oh, what's she from or done such as yeah. not the fabulous Tess Thompson because do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 
No, there is. And it's actually bizarre because like on the main drag race, like the judge le- judges they're getting the like the the level of judge they're getting consistently is like like spectacular. Like for example, Tandy Newton is also in Westworld. Main RuPaul gets like Tandy Newton from Westworld, whereas All Stars gets Tess Thompson from Westworld. So that's gonna like obviously it's less of a draw maybe to get the like big names in for the judges on on, on All Stars. But was it done before series twelve? Oh, I, I think they are filmed there because they they film everything in a block, but it's dependent on whether okay. it was before. I think it was before for some reason because I know they film that a lot quicker than what they would film, you know, um, a main a main report. For the duration of Pride Month, we at Sissy Pod want to spotlight some of the fantastic drag acts around the country who are making wonderful digital content. Uh, this week, we've asked the fabulous Viola Gavis to give us a little message. Um, so here it is. Happy Pride! Hey, hey, Sissy Dot Pod listeners. It's your girl Viola Gavis here. Just wanted to remind you, Black Lives Matter. Black lives have always mattered and they will always matter. So keep fighting the good fight and don't be afraid to speak out when you see any injustices. Love you. Can't wait to part with all of you very soon. Bye. On to the main challenge. Who stood out for you? I think, <clears throat> so obviously they came in the three teams with Alexis Juju in India. I, I, I thought Alexis owned it. She really, really owned it. And it was a nice kicker. It was a nice kickoff to watch her. I think Juju seemed so nervous it was so weird because she didn't know her lyrics. I don't know whether that was just me seeing that. Mm. Um, she didn't know her steps. She kind of was kind of stepping over herself, looking mm. to her right and looking to her left. Um, it just the, the process just seemed a bit rushed yeah. for me with the I'm in love track. I just felt like they didn't have enough time to rehearse as a whole. And I felt that that came across with the recording because I thought 90% of the recordings were shambolic from what we saw with the edit. The choreography was the, there was only one team who kind of seemed to have it together and that was Shay's team because of Shay. So when it came to the runway, I felt like that showed a little bit. I agree with you. And there was there was little bits and pieces that I noticed, like Blair stopped lip syncing to her piece sort of halfway through. Jujubee did get a bit lost at one point. There was a piece like where you could see kind of like Angina was obviously meant to get it back in behind the thing and she had missed her steps. So she had to like crawl under it. And it's sort of like there, it was shambolic is exactly the right word. There was a there was a bit of a feeling of like, and I don't know. I suppose because with those songs now in my mind, I, I just like remember Frock Destroyers break up bye bye. It was iconic. That had the choreography, the it had everything. So when I'm watching this challenge in Drag Race, I'm always looking for something that's going to match that. And I just thought the tempo of the song was kind of weirdly monotonous. And it kind of went... Like, I think this in this challenge maybe would have been better placed in three weeks' time when you just had six girls so that it wasn't quite so drawn out. This is the thing, and, and you can see that this is what they're doing because obviously Rue wants to, wants to push out the songs and wants to push out the new albums and all that sort of stuff. Whereas before in seasons, we would have just seen one big song, one big video, one big number, and it would have gone viral. Whereas now, as typical with, with the Drag Race franchise, they see that it's working. So we're like, right, let's do that again, but earlier with more queens so there's more push of a more kind of social push with this with this track and I think that if you're not going to have 10 really really strong performers you're it's going to falter in ways because you're 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 going to be dealt with some shambolic part, parts of that yeah if that makes sense but the second episode of All Stars 4 was also the girl group challenge and they did two separate numbers one with a team of five one with a team of four and they had uh, Stacey Lane Match who's there and it was Everybody oh, Say yeah. Love and the, the other one and that's those that song 
those two performances were much better because we had more time to see it whereas this was like okay we have to get all nine people done yeah. in three minutes whereas we got maybe about seven minutes between the two performances and actually one of my favourite challenges was the girl group challenge in All Stars 3 which had all ten queens in it because remember oh, the returning yes, queens yeah. competed against yes. the existing queens and they had two Spice Girls inspired songs as well so I just think that format worked a lot better than trying to shove all nine in a song yeah yeah reduce it back to the one time or else wait and do that like bring the old girls back in who've been evicted to kind of help out the situation yeah. and all that because that that yeah. adds a bit of drama as well because you can bring up all the old issues that have happened in the season as well yeah i presume the old queens are coming back at some point i'm assuming there has to be like a voting situation where at some point the old queens will start having a vote or something like that maybe yeah well and, and derek said it on her way out last week she was like she was like don't think i won't be back so you kind of you you would hope you would hope for their redemption to say what they need to say that hasn't been said they can they can they can have their word too, um, but yeah wait and see I suppose mm. uh, Blair oh by the way Blair was giving me all the pop star vibes for this for this number like I was getting a, a JoJo Siwa sort of up and coming pop princess kind of killing it sort of vibe she really kind of yeah. owned out of her three and we've seen uh, Blair sort of complain online that the. Uh, editing of her performance in the talent show wasn't very good like they kept they cut out a line and they did this to her I felt she got the best production on her verse and this she sounded like a proper pop star whereas yeah. some of the people kind of just no I think just... that w- when it came to the singing like and actually it, it, it was Juju um, Shay and and Blair definitely had like the best vocals um, Blair like or Shay's lyrics were just like they even did like the talking head bit where she came she did the the vocal bit and then they were like oh that's really good and it just cut to her and she's like but were you surprised because it's like no we weren't we knew you were going to do it and you did it (laughs) and i suppose if you're clever as well you know there's going to be some sort of singing rap challenge so going into this and even it's how i felt shay dealt with the choreography of this they didn't need to stand on the stage for a while they literally walked on and she said five six seven eight walk two so she knew exactly what she was doing so i suppose coming into the competition you can prepare. You can prepare so much. Your snatch game, your lyrics for your thing, your acting ability, you know, all that sort of stuff. So Shay's obviously gone away and thought about everything and come in and gone, yeah. here we go. Yeah. And in comparison to Ms. Cracker who tried to do a rap, it was very hard to hear what Ms. Cracker was saying, whereas Shay got across her message and she did it in a really good, you know, flow and clear diction and stuff. So. And I, lo- I, I do love me a bit of Cracker, but I just felt like all I kind of heard was blah, 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 woman, kind of. You know that? Yes. It was it, <laughs> it was the same crack. It was the same kind of Cracker performance that you're used to seeing. And I have that. I kind of did a few, some notes and it did, it, it did feel like just a typical Cracker vibe. There, there was a franticness to us. You're right. Mm. Like her, and the, even like her choreography, it reminded you a bit of Jan in that uh, that first challenge where it was kind of like everything on the kitchen sink all together. And you're like, well, I can't keep up. I don't know what's going on, Miss Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is the downside of having this 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 challenge after the first week because if so many people are just going to lip sync to their own song in the first week and then they just have to write a lip sync to a different song the second week you don't get to see much variety whereas at least Shay has taken us from pole dancing extravaganza to now lip sync you know and we've seen some variety where we haven't seen that with Cracker two things as well I think Angina got a really good deal with regards to the recording that she did record compared to what went out in the actual live performance because if auto-tune is a queen on season 13 well she was right there and then with Angina <laughs> because my 
goodness. It was so auto I didn't know whether it was Cher or what was going on. But <laughs> and, and, and in fairness, they could have given her the worst edit because they could have left her do exactly what was done because it really would have set her up for a fail. Mm. But she did get a good bit of autotune. And speaking of tampered vocals, did you notice, and I don't know whether you discussed it last week as well, Jujubee's vocal was completely produced last week for the talent show compared to Blair going live. Um, yeah. I did. I felt I felt sorry for for poor Angina who seemed to feature the coronavirus during her um her pre- her her singing session. <laughs> that like the lost voice that can come from nerves. I think like that must have come from nerves because she didn't seem to have a cold. No, she didn't. And I think she she said, "Oh yeah, like I've lost my um I've lost my voice in the last kind of I lost my voice the last week." And I was like, oh, but it's only today that we're kind of hearing it, you know, that sort of way. Yes, so it was, yeah. a bit, it was a bit strange. But you're right, nerves can get that. And it's almost, I get that sometimes. On a big gig, sometimes my voice will go on the morning of. And yeah. I'll be like, where is it gone? Where is it gone? And then you get to the stage and it's completely there. You're like, yeah. that is your brain telling you you're nervous. You're nervous so I've, I've, yeah. been, I've been there and I know, I know how that feels. Head over to the runway now. Ooh. The runway theme was Love the Skin You're In, which I wasn't sure which way they were going to go with that. But uh, obviously it was like... Yeah. Is nude the correct word? Because nude varies on how what your skin tone is, but skin tone coloured costume. Yeah, I think nude nude is, is appropriate because nude is, is whatever colour you happen to be. Um some of us are are darker, some mm. of us are lighter, and Blair St. Clair is pink. <laughs> and the, but I, when when they said love the skin you're in, I fully expected someone to come down the, the aisle the, the aisle, <laughs> the runway in <laughs> There's me wishing to be married again. Uh, the run <laughs> Someone to come down the runway in like pride colours or, you know, all, all the colours yes. of, of the pride flag. So I was so shocked when it was just Blair who kind of thought a little bit outside the box. And I didn't agree with Michelle. When she came down, I went, is that the runway? Is that is that the theme that they're going for? And then Michelle said it. And, well, we'll get there. Sorry. <laughs> <I'm quite laughs> so uh, India was up first. What do you think of this? I thought it was good. She the, the celebrating the skins connected with the heart really kind of, really kind of sent her message home. And I think this this is, this is her all over with the, with, Given that good vibe and given the good mm. message for for what she wants, also, I don't, I don't. Did she? She's done something different with her makeup on the in this in this challenge, like because her face looks slightly different to how it, how it has sort of in season three and then, and then last week. And I think I thought she just looked phenomenal, like her face just yeah, looked, she's just beautiful. She's, like it was real drag, but like beautiful. It's beautiful drag. I think it's kind of that 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 aesthetic of what you would want to be as a drag queen you would really want to kind of have that arch that that cheek everything about that screams drag oh her nose is so thin there actually yeah, i know it's like tiny <laughs> i really i really mm. like this outfit and i thought that she i actually i assumed that more people were going to take this kind of um this approach to us of kind of like unity and inclusion and it was i suppose given all the issues that are going on or given all the the the, the conversations that are going on at the moment it's it's nice to have this kind of thrown out, thrown in there as well. And you had Mariah last week, so it kind of is bringing back that that conversation, the importance of, of inclusion and diversity. Jujubee is up next. Um, and we're not really used to seeing this level of sort of glamour from Jujubee, but I really liked it. Yeah, it was a completely different... It was it was an amped up Jujubee. It was a mm. real kind of like final look for Jujubee compared to what we kind of have seen, which has just been the LBD and, yeah. the, and the nice kind of tight look together so and even the the change of wig that's something that I've never seen on Jujubee so it was it was a nice it was a it was a lovely little change and a lovely amped up version yeah I, I agree I think that like her body looked insane like it was it was gorgeous uh, her face always looks beautiful and I kind of liked that the, the hair had that like kind of messy 
Like, it added a little bit of fun Tilt. to it or something, um, or a little like bit of camp or something like that. Like, I, I thought she looked stunning, though. It was a, it was a really nice. Madison said it was like a confectionery, which I was, I was in agreement with. <laughs> it was a confection. Alexis Mateo. Oh, now this. I'm not normally a fan of those sort of like the, the kind of the, the, Bouffant. the thing that's just stuck on the top of your head. The loaf. The loaf. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not usually a fan. I of call the loaf. it a bouffant. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer. My, I prefer my loaves crusty and and, and toasted. <laughs> but I, I actually, I think she looks fab. She just, yeah. The outfit, though, and as she said, ribbed for your pleasure. I, I, I have a thing for that. I have a thing for that sort of wet look yeah. in an outfit. Mm. And I, I lived for this. It was absolutely beautiful. And it gave her such a good shape and such a good figure. I also loved how she referred to it as her self-made gown. I was like, oh yeah, you want to get all those kudos for everything you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So next then was Blair with her Pink Panther chic money exchange. Yeah, Pink Panther. Pink Panther. Right? Less successfully mm. than this, I would say. Although this this wasn't technically a panther, I suppose. Um... I, w- I, I, I wrote down, serving pink sock realness. <laughs> yeah. I really loved it. <laughs> it was really that vibe and you know what it is outside the box but I do I, I, I did like it I think it was it was a good it was a good take on trying to be different mm. it was no kimono challenge where everyone was no, insane no. but you know it was it was a different take I'm glad to, I was glad to see <laughs> yeah. it she looked like one of one of Kim Woodburn's uh, marigolds from um, from how to how clean is your house uh, yeah but I thought it was clever you know just change the colour of the skin you can get away with what you want like I thought that was thinking outside the box I don't think she should have been Back and I think that, like, it was the inside skin. It wasn't the outside skin. Mm, true, yeah. Uh, Cracker was up next. I wasn't loving her makeup in this. I know she was obviously trying to go for a kind of gaunt look, but I don't know, it just didn't sit right with me. The under eye for me was it was a bit off because it just felt like it was too thin and there was no kind of blowout there to it. I get what you're saying. It was trying to be that gaunt kind of gorgeous figure look to, to fit in with the, with the shape of the dress, but I just didn't feel like... It, it attacked and you see that more so in the, the afters and sitting watching mm-hmm. Untucked and stuff you kind of really see the beat and kind of go oh it, it doesn't transfer well on, on either on either camera really mm. I didn't um, I didn't love the shape of this dress either the like the sort of the sneeze guard <laughs> moment I thought it, like, like that I was like it kind of looks like a, a mask so I was like it's good for Covid do you know what I mean <laughs> but you know <laughs> This is, this is all all the queens will be wearing this after um <laughs> after we get back to us. <laughs> yeah when's the pandemic runway that's probably gonna happen at some point oh my god yes oh my god and, and they'll have to be and like they will have to bring valentina back for it as well turns out rue should have let her keep it on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god brilliant mayhem was up next and actually it wasn't until i saw her that i was like of course we're going to get different colours because we had kind of seen the same colour the first three people and I was like, okay, I'm glad there's a bit of diversity here now with, with this dress. She's going for the Kim Kardashian. Yes. Oh, I, 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 I think if you're going to do something where you're trying to copy somebody, if it's not absolutely as good or better, it just looks a bit costumey. Yeah. Am I wrong? I would agree. I think that it, like the dress is a different shape. It was longer. It... Look, I think it was gorgeous. I think she looks beautiful. There's no, there's no two ways about that. But I think that if you're going to go for that kind of a reference, then you you do want it to be kind of... It's like, do you know the, the Gemma Collins wore a dress that was sort of similar to that Kim Kardashian one? And you often see it in that meme of like what you order what you order online versus what arrives <laughs> yes, this, yes this is another one for for that category <laughs> well it actually could have been bought online based on mayhem <laughs> 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 
She, maybe she bought it off Gemma Collins Depop. <laughs> <laughs> the, her, the, her makeup looks stunning. She always does a really good eye and it's a really dark and smoky, which obviously is my go-to. So I'm obsessed with that. And, and it looked wet, it looked wet, which is what yeah. she was obviously going for. So I did enjoy that. But the dress, I was just, she walked out and I was like, oh, I see what you're trying to do, but I just don't think you hit the nail on the head. Then up next is Shay. And oh. I, I literally, <gasps> once I saw it. it no, it, it was... So beautiful in in every way. It was, yeah, she looked fab. The only thing, tiny, is I would have loved if the afro had been bigger, like more exaggerated. But that that like that is even that is such a tiny thing because she just looked so perfect in it. But I suppose you're you're right in saying that because at the end of the day, as as Rue says herself in the comments, she said we're literally splitting hairs on what what is because everything is so so good do you know what i mean so that's yeah. it was but the shaping even the shape of the bum done with the with the with the swarovski crystals yeah. the shape of the boobs now when you're looking at the runway and when they're being being critiqued her boobs are a little bit estranged as she's standing there kind of getting the, <laughs> the, the, the they're, they're cousins not sisters <laughs> and like my eyebrows her armpits <laughs> were too baggy was was my only critique was you could definitely see it was hanging under the armpit um, and that's just like me at the moment like, do you know what I mean so you know I, I feel you <laughs> I feel you yeah. just, if, I, if I tried to step into that it would have been it would have been pulled tight I can tell you <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not mad at the afro because I think the understated afro keeps it more African, whereas I sometimes use a bigger afro is more a disco. And I think she was right to keep it smaller, I think. And I think yeah. it makes you focus more on her her beat, which you see it in Untucked and in, later in the episode was really, 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 really intricate and really, really put together. It wasn't just white lines thrown on for, for the effect of, of the of the vibe she was going for. It's really yeah. properly makeup makeup perfection. Yeah, mm. yeah. No, her face her face looked gorgeous. It was yeah. beautiful. Like it was yeah. No, she looked she looked fabulous. Uh, yeah, so she's definitely my my top toot of the week. Anyway, um, then was Angina with her Filipino inspired dress, and it wasn't until was it Carson who said that her head egg in a head. Egg in oh a, my god, egg in a basket. Yes, egg I in a basket. That. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> whoever whoever is Angina's costume designer is working hard. Fire them! <laughs> Fire them! <laughs> But just because it is a beautiful dress. And when she came out, I was like, oh my God, I'd love to wear that. But like that, I was like, she has no neck. There is zero neck there. And it just doesn't give her, it, it is egg in a basket. Yeah. I, I think she is just swamped in in mm. everything that she's worn so far on, on the season. Because like her her entrance look was so over the top and so huge on her. And I think she has, she, she has such a small frame. That like I think trying to, to wear these costumes can can maybe overwhelm her because that's what that was my thing for that outfit in particular just it felt like it was so much and she's like it just she was overwhelmed by it. You'll probably find and and this is no this is well it's a little bit of shade but even when it comes to her her beat and her makeup and stuff like that she has had the same makeup just a little bit kind of more blown out for the last eleven years mm. and over the years people have said to me you know you need to fix that Paula you need to do this you need to do that and you take on people's critique even though you you might not completely like it I feel like Angina has just kept. The same level and within that is that I love she probably loves this kind of like up over the, the neck and over the shoulder sort of vibe which is shrinking her but she just that's what she likes she looks at it and she likes it finally then it was uh, Mariah Paris Balenciaga who I thought was beat for the gods in this in this look stunning like stunning 
This is my top two of the week. Uh, I think she... And this is the Mariah I've been... I was waiting for. Like, this is... Why didn't you walk into the workroom wearing this? Like, that is just so beautiful and so exactly what you expect from Mariah. Because she just is so beautiful. Like mm. this compared to compared to her entrance look is such a is such a thing because I watch like I said earlier I watch back in episode one just to really keep myself together yeah. and I when she came in I went I've forgotten you the moment you've you've stepped foot there I've completely forgotten you because the outfit everything just wasn't a pow whereas yeah. this coming down the runway is finale gown beautiful gorgeous pageant beautiful yeah. stunning yeah. can't get can't get enough of it and it almost it kind of was like I don't know if you remember from her season she did the she had like this kind of uh, there was a, a look I, I, can't, I think she did she got critiques for looking nice in it but it was a bit sort of samey or whatever where she was wearing this like brown smock thing like that look was almost like a runway redemption version of that because it was in the same kind of nude and taupe type colours and I, I yeah I, I was like that's that because I've been so excited to see her back on, on Drag Race and that was exactly what I wanted her to bring and I just thought she was she's just fab that would be so clever though to take all the stuff especially if you're from a previous season to take like a, a way way previous season to take all the bits you did before and amp them up for the kind of like 2.0 yeah. version because it mm-hmm. really really references you before and you now yeah exactly because you know, yeah, exactly, and that that people love to watch that. People love to see people rise from the ashes and become the phoenix that they are. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Tatiana, hello, all over it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I, I wish they did that. That was a, a staple runway. Each All Stars was um, the redemption look they did in All Stars three. Do you remember they had to take a look and then heighten it. Like I think that should be a, a runway category staple. Yeah, yeah. I'd like I I I'd, I'd watch that. And not from somebody else, but completely from their season. From, yeah, exactly. Only from from, from them themselves. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Oh, 100%, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. The tops were Shay, Blair, Juju, Alexis, Cracker, and Mayhem were safe, and Angina, Mariah, and India were low. Do we agree? I agree. I really thought that. Th- I know it's about the challenge, but I thought Mariah was going to be saved by the runway because sometimes when they turn that corner, you kind of go, "Oh, you're stunning." Do you know that sort of mm-hmm. a way? It it really is that. So, but I I did kind of feel like. I did feel like the right people were where they should have been. Yeah. I mean, I think that it was a, like, the tops, I think, were were, were a no-brainer. In the bottom, I don't know, I guess it was splitting hair. Because I, 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 Angina, I think, definitely belonged in the bottom. But yeah. Mariah and India, I guess they were the, I just, I felt like they were both very strong in, in at different points. And they but both I suppose, looked amazing. who were they better than if they that's, were That's exactly it. I mm. don't know. And I don't know which of the two of them... I, I think there probably should have just been a bottom two and I don't know which which one of those two should have been saved from it to be honest with you. Maybe Alexis could have been possibly at the top over Blair. Um, it depends. I think Alexis had a better verse. I think Blair had a better execution. So it's hard to know. But I, mostly I'm pretty happy with with how it turned out. You're really seeing a kind of new side to Drag Race now with the kiki that's happening before the the lip sync. And it's it's that's what's making the, the, the both the, the viewer and the contestants go what to do? Where to go? Mm. I don't know. It's so confusing but it's such enthralling viewing yeah those deliberations like it's it's sort of interesting because now you have to plead your case to the full group and also to the individual winner of the week and it's it's an interesting dynamic because there's nowhere really to hide in that like group deliberation um and it stands out then if like someone makes an alliance with the person who wins and they deserve to go home and the other person doesn't send them home then it's like that's going to change the dynamic of that's going to change the dynamic of how the competition works because it'll, it'll people will start like not trusting it. Yeah, I think it's it's going to, it's a fu- I, I really like this new format change. When I saw Angina kind of start to cry, I was like, oh no, please don't, please don't try and save yourself here. 
of with the tears and say I've been through so much and da 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 da. So when it kind of completely turned a corner, I was like, oh, okay, she's crying for a completely different reason. That that I had exactly the same thing when it started off. I thought it was going to be a moment of like kind of a Latrice Royale. I deserve to be here. This is my time. This is my crown. I. But then when she turned around into like like look at these girls they're fab I you, you can't save me like I'm obviously the person who has to go home I was like okay, that's actually quite noble and I think that in in Drag Race and actually in, in all reality TV shows the idea that you would rationally look at the competition and be like yeah I'm I'm, I'm done here is looked at in such a negative way and it's looked as like giving up or not believing in yourself sometimes it's just pragmatic and it's the the right thing to do. As a viewer, though, I just found myself being like, oh, you've made the decision easy for everybody now. <laughs> it's clear you're going home. There's no there's no more struggle. Like, you, you'd love to see people, like, I know, let's say if, like, I would want to see this, but two people who've been doing really well, let's just say, like, Blair and Alexis are both in the bottom. Like, that's going to be such an interesting piece of television to see where everyone's going to go. And it was going that way, and then Angina was like, guys, it's okay, I can take this one. And you're like, oh, there goes any bit of fun. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I took that. Maybe that's a bit selfish. No, I I, I think you're right. and I th- But I do think, I still think that we were still a bit on the edge because there's more to deal with. There's the, you know, the lip sync assassin and all that sort of stuff. So I still didn't know whether they were going to, s- the person was going to send Angina home or how it was going to play out. So mm. I get what you're saying. It gives the drama. But I, even even up until the last moment, I was like, things could change here. You don't know what, you you just do not know what, what could happen. Yeah, no, I, I think that I wasn't 100% sure what way Shay was going to go because she made such a point of saying about how she like values loyalty and how she felt responsible for the other people in her group. And I like, even though it, it felt like a foregone conclusion that Angina was going to go, there was a bit of me that was kind of like, oh, maybe she's going to send India home because she doesn't really Sorry, know India. Yeah, you're absolutely and- right. If I knew, I knew that the group would have sent Angina home, but I actually didn't know what Shay was going to do. So that you're yeah, right. That yeah. we actually, we have both of those things to play with now. Um, that does keep the suspense. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the I'm totally here for the lipstick glamorous toilet. By the way, can we just point that oh, out? Yeah. This yes, this I, new addition, <laughs> like who has the key it. to that disabled toilet? Because it's huge. <laughs> it's bigger than most dressing rooms I've been in, and I would like to have that everywhere I go. Please, thank you. I, Is the toilet roll there? Love Great. That. I love that voting booth. The little, the little, the, yeah, the little, the little toilet voting booth. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. And and they're little like bits to camera. They're like holding up. They're like, girl, you gave up on yourself. Bye. <laughs> yeah. But I love how they're fully calling it a toilet. Like they're not calling it the vote room or you know the glamorous <laughs> yeah. the voting booth. They're literally saying, I'm in the jacks, and here's what's going to happen next. <laughs> We're in the jacks, flushing this queen's dreams down the toilet. <laughs> Like I want, I want to, I want to hear a fart or like a toilet flush in, in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's revealed the um, the lipstick assassin is Alyssa Edwards. I definitely thought it was going to be Cameron Michael, so it was great to see Alyssa. And unlike Evie the week before, Alyssa took her moment to be like, "I'm back, 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 back again." She had her classic Alyssa one-liner. It was great. I know, I loved it. There were so many little like she just was like, "I own this stage here, here, here I am, guys." <laughs> <laughs> she had she had worn that outfit in her um in her makeup palette reveal launch thing in her the video she she filmed a couple of months ago she'd worn the outfit so when the when the teaser came out of what that was and i saw the the fringing kind of material i was like that's Alyssa edwards that is definitely Alyssa edwards okay. so when it went up yeah. and you're so right she did like evie oddly came out and was like hi hi guys i'm here <laughs> 
I didn't bring a bottle of wine, but like Alyssa, <laughs> Alyssa came down the runway with a basket and was like, good morning, children. And, but yeah. it was so funny because Rue was like, yes, yes, yes. And Michelle was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There was no kind of like response for her yes god mama <laughs> laganja vibe which yeah. is kind of funny <laughs> yeah. no you're absolutely I, I did I actually did think it was going to be Cameron Michaels when I saw this stuff going up and when I saw it was Alyssa and it kind of goes back to what we were saying about uh, Shay and Juju just like when someone just has that charisma because like you see you see Alyssa and you're just like wow um, yeah. she just has that sort of explosion of personality and I was real happy to see her and it made me kind of be like oh, I'm, gonna, I'm excited to see who's going to come up now during the rest of the season and mm. it made me feel a little bit giddy because you, the girls were so happy to see her because and yeah. for those little moments in Drag Race it's like when the family come to visit or the friends come to visit yeah. or something like that it's that <laughs> little like oh yay moment that you kind of want, want to have so did the right person win the lip sync? Oh, absolutely yeah, she just captured the essence of the song better absolutely she owned it from the first moment but I also think that sorry I also think that Alyssa Alyssa seemed to know halfway through which was so strange to see that Alyssa yeah. seemed to know halfway through that Shay had this it was almost like mm. Alyssa gave up just when she when she held the back of the runway and she kind of did that that moment she looked and she, you could just see her kind of go this isn't my this isn't my game I'm not I'm not I, playing I this wonder, game and she kind of gave up a little bit I wonder if that like I think that that might be a thing with the lip sync assassins you're going to see is that like there's so much on the line for the the queen and the season that the the lip sync assassin just isn't going to have so they're coming in just to do it basically they're coming in to do a lip sync like you just do in a club or whatever and there's going to be like a little bit of like reputation or whatever about it but i suppose like Alyssa probably was just like this like coming up against shay who's already a fierce performer and is performing for twenty thousand um performing for twenty thousand uh dollars and also the last time she performed a lip sync on drag race stage she got like massively overshadowed by a load of rose petals so she was like i'm proving myself yeah. here as so I can I can understand how Alyssa would just be like didn't have the drive to try and like really beat her and then probably was just like this this queen's killing it she's I do love that moment when they both turned to walk to the back of the stage together and they were kind of like yeah. you know kind of kicking with <laughs> yes. each other I was like that is iconic <laughs> and it's so funny because normally people say that walk and that's what I think is that walking to the back of the stage is the end, is the beginning of the end sometimes yeah. that you you're like no come back don't take come back to front and center stop going to the back but the two of them doing it together was a real like ooh kind of moment in the yeah. episode yeah and I think Look, that if you if you've I don't know whether you've watched Untucked but watching nice. Alyssa this the Untucked for All Stars 5 is so much better because you're not just getting what you're seeing on the main episode you're getting so many other little tidbits so they followed Alyssa kind of like having little sneaks looking at the girls doing the runway and her in her dressing room and like she did her talking head bit it's so so good and gives you a little giddy insight into what what was yeah. her side of it Coming, into, coming back to the competition that, I haven't actually watched Untucked yet I'm going to watch it after this but the um, the last week with Evie Oddly like you literally you just saw her kind of like walking in and you thought like you didn't get anything whereas actually to get a bit from the, the Queen is back like that's that's good that could have been an oversight from the producers that they were kind of like oh we probably should be making more of this actually yeah, and they did yeah. it after her you 100% feel that watching the, watching the second episode of Untucked you feel like they kind of made a really bad decision and I think that they'll do it further on not just because Alyssa's such a character <clears throat> because Evie's was just like a little moment whereas Alyssa gets a full segment they, they saw her getting out of the car she's not in drag she's getting into drag there's so much there I know that the, a big thing in, in Untucked as well is that everybody voted for Angina to go home even angina even angina well i guess she kind of had to because she already had voted for herself to go 
home. So, yeah, I, I was just kind of like, oh, come on, girl. Like, we've been waiting so long to see you and you won't even vote yourself out of the bottom on the first opportunity. Yeah, there, there was a bit of that where kind of she has had such like a long lead into this. Like she's been this like sleeper fan favorite for a, a decade and like people have wanted to see her back to get that stage. And, and it is just a pity she didn't get that moment to to sort of sparkle. Um, I did think it was quite moving when she, like, after she was sent home and she said to Rue, like, you changed my life. And then Rue said, no, you changed my life. And actually, like... That's the truth, you know? I think you're right, though, when you said earlier about the fact that, you know, when you look around you in a room and kind of go, oh, God, these queens are so much better or they've got so much more to kind of give in this competition that there is a point of just giving up and... It, I kind of gave up with her on that. I didn't kind of want to fight for her because I was just a bit like, no, I, I do think you're in deep water here. And you, if it's not this week, it could be next week, dependent on what happens. The only thing I was really, really happy to see her for in there was because obviously drag is of all shapes, colors, sizes, whatever you want it to be. And myself as a non-wig wearing queen for the last 10 to 15 years, to see her being represented in the now drag race, in the high mainstream drag race, because so many times over the years you get clocked for, oh, 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 why don't you wear a wig? I don't understand it. Or, you know, and that's nobody's decision bar mine and that's nobody's judgment bar mine. So to see that being taken throughout this all-star season in 2020 was kind of a nice reminder to the viewing public at home to say drag can be whatever you want it to be whether it's this or that so i that was the one kind of positive i was taking away from from angina but you just wish that she really amped it up like that beat should be going over the head and you know really blown out to to the to a proportion of of high I suppose. Well, no, that's it, because I suppose you, you've come to expect, like, I suppose Sasha Valore would be the previous non-wig wearing kind of and queen Bob. from the show. And, and Bob. Like, and Bob as well. Um, although Bob wore wigs, with the exception of that one look with the pink. Oh, that's true, yeah. Actually, uh, he yeah. wore wigs all the time on the on the show. But you just, yeah, if you're going to do that, you need to really make it a statement. And you can't just look like a, a white egg in a basket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and even even with Sasha I suppose because Sasha had a lot of like the the headpiece and she did kind of do the wigs back and forth and I know Angina has done her, her bits and bobs I just think you wanted a little bit more from her to kind of amp up that this is my head and the, I don't wear wigs do you know what I mean yes. that, that's yeah. it. <laughs> well, cool. thank you Paul for, for joining us what are, have you been up to in quarantine where can people find you what are your bits Ah, oh, well, you can find me at RuPaul Ryder across all social medias and excited to announce that the Ringmasters Drag Race uh, Cycle 10, 10 years, happening on November the 8th in the Sugar Club. Fingers crossed, all goes to plan and we, we can come out of quarantine pretty quick. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but we've, uh, we've just nearly finalised our judging panel. Some of the contestants coming in are probably the best I've seen in the whole 10 years I've been doing this competition. So... I am super excited to hopefully Sorry. hopefully make it work. And other than that, just doing me wares and selling me bits and trying to make shit happen. <laughs> <laughs> and you're also you're um, you're involved very heavily with the digital pride. Um, yes, you're in the launch video and and getting the digital double pride out and out and going. Yeah, so we've we, it's just been announced that we're going to be. Can we have do we have something exciting to look forward to with that? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's going to be digital, and then we'll be so we'll be hosting. So we want as many kind of. Pride segments if you want to send in your virtual prides you know send them into dublinpride.ie and as well as that Bunny and Phil T will be hosting the Pride concert and I know for a fact that there's some unreal performers who will be taken to the stage not only digitally but coming to you live from the Mansion House from a very very safe digital 
socially distanced way, uh, including <laughs> myself, including myself and a team of dancers who I'm, I'm, I don't know how I'm doing it, but we're putting together a performance through, through the, through the vibe of social, or through the vibe of uh, the internet. So it'll, it's going to be a really, really good. It's going to be a different pride, but a, a good pride. Well, that's great. Thank you for for being so attentive to the episode, taking so many notes. Oh, <laughs> she was like Karen from accounts there this morning. <laughs> Me coffee in hand. So it's it's goodbye to Angina from Drag Race, possibly forever. I mean, she had her come back. It didn't last long. Well, I just hope that she, unlike GGB, has an Roth IRA so that she can <laughs> retire successfully. Mm, more successfully that? than that joke went. <laughs> <laughs> I have to yeah. Google an individual retirement account. So GGB wants that 20 grand for her individual retirement account. And GGB is pushing on towards retirement age now so you know she she needs to start thinking about those things okay uh, she'll be she'll be a granny drag queen i'm sure she'll still be she'll still be turning looks probably when she's 70 i'd say so yeah that's it yeah, 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 yeah. right well that's pretty much it for the episode thank you for listening thank you for to leo dynamic one for our music you can find us on instagram and facebook at sissy.pod in the link in our bio you can find our fantasy league submit your teams for week three we'll be announcing the winner of this week's episode during the week and until then, have a good week. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.